All right. Welcome, church family. Everybody's been prayed for. We're getting ready to jump in. And I almost forgot about this. How could I forget about this? If my sister is online today, it's her birthday. Happy birthday, sis. Give her a round of applause there. Yes. Anybody that could, could put up with me for all these years and still smile, you know God is involved. Amen. Well, good morning, church family. And those that are online, we call them church family as well. And God is just doing a mighty work. We've got a full house here today, and we're here to praise the Lord. Amen. You guys can say amen anytime you want in here because we're excited about what God's doing. So I'm going to start out with a question. How many survivors do we have here today? Survivors, survivors, hands everywhere. Survivors, survivors, survivors. I love it. It takes a certain type of person to be a survivor, doesn't it? You got to keep on pushing in. It takes drive. It takes gumption. All those things. But I want to get to something a little deeper today. How many people are thriving? Got you, didn't it? Right? See, there's more than just surviving. Amen? We should be thriving in the Lord. I want you to hear this message real close with your hearts today. I'm not talking about how much money you got. I'm not talking about what type of car you're driving. I'm talking about feeding on the Word of God, building up in that relationship with the, the Word of God, and, and knowing that God is for you. Amen? How many people know that God is for them? How many believe that you're worth something? Amen. You're worth it all. If you ever doubt that, look to the cross. But I want to take a look at that and, and just kind of just see what happens. You know, we start off with some man. I think, I think, you know, surviving is a good place to start. But God has bought so much more than just surviving. Because if you look at that, we're going to break it down. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But if you look at that, that's just kind of the entry level. God has got so much more for us. Amen. But what happens is, tell them, come on, we got room. But <laughs> it's usually me, so don't worry about it, honey. Yeah, you know what, I think every service I do, we have at least one phone call. And I always, I always just want to grab that thing and go, hey, where are you at? We're waiting on you. Come on, come on. Turn your computer on, you know. It's good stuff, it's good. You know, that's one thing you see here. We are very real. What you see is what you get. And you know what, aren't you glad that God takes you right where you are? Man, I'm going to tell you what, I say this many times. I wouldn't pick me. I wouldn't pick me, but God's full of grace. How about that? Did he pick you? Yes, he did. So I just want to go back and remind us of that. We have great value because God said so. Amen. But what happens sometimes we just feel like, you, you know, this is kind of on the, on the uh, piggybacking of a message we had not too long ago about stagnant. You know, we're just kind of sitting there and stagnant. So we think, man, if we're a survivor, we're really doing something. Man, we're going to town. We're going to town. I want to take us to the next level on that. So think about that. We, we talk off striving and doing and doing this and everything else, surviving. But, but also, what happens, there's one thing that happens to us. It'll probably happen to many of us when we leave here today. It's one word. It's going to happen to everybody that's in here, everybody that's breathing, everybody that's checking it out online. You know what that word is? Life. Life kicks in, doesn't it? And that's why we got a purpose in our heart that Christ is going to be centered in our life. Amen. We have to make that choice. And I pray today that we make that choice. I'm so thankful out of all the places you guys had to come to worship, you chose to come here and worship with us. That's a blessing, man. So I am just excited to jump in and share a little bit about what God's got for us. So if you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be in Romans 12 too, but we're going to jump around. We're going to give you a lot of scripture. Make sure you got your notes. It's always good to take a few notes because God might remind you of something later on. Amen. So let's take a look at this. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing. No, it didn't say renewed one time. Renewing, ongoing, right? Of your mind. Then you will be able to discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. How many people would like to know the perfect will of God? Amen? 
perfect will of God is Jesus. Amen. That's it right there. So we follow along the, the, the words of God. And so I hope today that we just open our hearts and realize that sometimes we have to guard our hearts. Amen. How many know we need to guard our hearts at times? Because, man, we can get around a lot of stuff that just overwhelms us. We have to be careful of what we feed on, what we listen to, what, what, what comes out our mouth. Amen? So with that being said, if everybody's ready to jump in, say amen. amen. All right, we're going to get it. We're going to get it good. How about this? Negative in equals negative out. Y'all believe that? Oh, man. You can, can only listen to so much junk before it starts getting on you. You start absorbing some of that. Amen? You know? And I know misery loves company, but man, we have a choice. So choose your words, choose your company wisely. I'm not saying you can't deal with folks that, that are going through different things and stuff like that, but I'm going to tell you what. Don't start grabbing hold of the negative. It will bring you down. I'm going to give you a few words. The Bible has a lot to say about what comes out of our mouth. Amen. I'm just going to bring out a few uh, scriptures, and you guys can write them down and, and rejoice in these. Proverbs 10:19 says... When there are many words, when there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Anybody over 25 believe that? <laughs> I think that's when it started kicking in with me because I had a lot to say before then. Now, I got a lot to say now, but it's about Jesus. Amen. And there's still times I need to go, hmm, I think the Lord said, whoa. And I thought he said, go. <laughs> And it really should have been no, right? <laughs> it's just like, oh, man. You know, how many times do you think you're like, oh, man, I just wish I'd have listened closer. I say it's great if we, we run it through the filter of God's word, but it's also good if we just had that five-second diffuser. You know, just maybe four seconds before you open your mouth. I remember this just popped in my mind. I'm 52 years old and I just got chills. I remember my dad correcting me one of many times. And I've been hanging out with the fellas and everything else. And this would have never came out my mouth. And my dad was telling me about this and this. And I heard somebody say something stupid. It sounded like my voice come out of my mouth. And I said, so? I was like, oh, no. Please come back. And, and my dad just went, you know, like the deer in the head. He's like, it just caught him off guard because he says, I'm going to jail. I know that's what he's thinking. I know you just didn't say that to me, boy. And he said, where you been hanging out at? Who you been hanging with? He said, that's not what my boy says. I said, Dad, I'm sorry. I don't even know where that come from. And that's when he told me, he said, you know what? You need to be a leader, not just a follower. We don't talk like that around here. He'd set the example. He set the, set the, the post up high. And, and through the grace of God, I still have my teeth. But he, had, it was, he used that as a teachable moment. So, son, we don't, we don't operate like that around here. I know... That didn't come out of your mouth. I said, I know. I don't know where it came from. But I had been around other folks, and I had been listening to what they said, and next thing you know, guess what? We kind of default to the negative if we're not careful. You've got to keep pouring in the positive. So I would have been doing real well to know this scripture back then, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Let's keep on going here. Proverbs 21, 23, he who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from trouble. Man, isn't that the truth? Now, I'm not saying that we live life like a bump on the law, just rolling over, things like that. But I think we need to weigh our words, don't you? If we are renewing our minds with the word of God and God gives us the nudge to speak, then speak in truth. Build up others. Speak hope. Amen. Have you ever had people you say, oh, here they come again. 
negative Ned, negative Nancy, right? Oh, no, that doesn't happen to y'all, right? And you go, man, I, I know something's going to be wrong. It's a, if, you, if they hit the lottery, it would be in the wrong denomination of money that they paid them. It would be something, oh, man, I'll tell you what, I got a million bucks. But you know what? They, they, man, they, they, they gave me, you know, $1,000 bills or $100 bills or whatever. It'd be a problem. Why is that? Because I don't believe they're renewing their mind with the Word of God. Now, I'm not going to tell you that I don't have a bad day. I do. But you know what? I have a choice, just like you have a choice, how I'm going to respond to that. And that's what I want us to see today, man. Get the Word of God in your mouth. Count your blessings. How many people counted their blessings this morning when you woke up? I tell you, that's a great place to start. Count them before you go to bed. Count them during the day. Look around, man. Say, man, I have been blessed, you know. And if not, start writing them down so you can read them. If you, if you get short-circuited there, say, hey, I'm going to write it down and go over these blessings. And I tell you what, if you're here today, it is a blessing. I know some of us are not feeling well. I know some of us got financial situations and everything else. But you know what? I pray today that we choose to follow what God says about us, not what the world says about us, not what your past tries to identify your future as. Amen? I love that about Mr. Charlie. I tell you, I, I spoke it the other day, and I'm going to speak it now. What he showed me in his life, many things. But he did not let his past define his the future, his future. He actually used it as a platform to reach more people. I love that, man. I, it's just amazing, man. It, it was just, I admired about them. He wasn't going to continue to whine and kick and everything. He said, this is where I was, but this is where I'm going, and this is where I am. Still learning, still going, still teaching, still being a blessing. Amen? Let's see what else we got in here. How about Ephesians 4.29? I love this. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful. Come on now, let me read that again. But only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Do your words benefit those who listen? And it's quiet in here now, right? Sometimes yes. Sometimes no, right? But if we, we get this in our hearts and renew our mind with the word of God, he's going to show us that perfect will of God. And it is to bring unity. It's to unite. It's to encourage. It's to speak the truth in love. Amen? So let me ask you a question. Have you seen this? Negative folks are confidence killers. Man, you think you can do it. You say, man, I'm going to do this. I don't care what it is. Let's say you're going to run track. I'm going to run track. And then somebody says, you can't do that. You're too short. You're too big. You're too slow. You're too... They always got a reason. I was listening to something the other day. They said up until about 1954, nobody had ever broke the four-minute mile, right? Nobody. They just said, well, it's just not possible. And then somebody broke it. And from that time up until this time, you know how many people broke that? About 20,000. School kids, different folks, everything else, because they saw that it was possible, Right? When we see the possible, man, let's jump into it. Let's gra grab hold of it. We say, oh, you can't do that. i tell you what I've tried to do in my life, and, and, and it's just worked out this way. God had put it in there. Many people have told me a lot of things I can't do. And there's a lot of things I cannot do, let me tell you. And I'm okay with that. Because I just try to work within the gifting that God's given me. Everybody knows I love to play the guitar. And I'm not the best at it, but I have the best time at it. Amen? But I remember one time. I was playing guitar and different things and I learned some stuff. And we were at school. I was probably in about sixth grade, seventh grade, whatever. They said, oh, you can't play no guitar. And my buddy said, oh, yes, he can. And I let that, that just bugged me because that was my thing. 
See, I had all my eggs in one basket. You ever done that? I know y'all didn't know I was going to be a rock star, did I tell you that? I still got the hair. <laughs> Wore out two sets of knees jumping off pool tables. I think, I think I'll go with preaching. But man, I can't believe, I can't believe somebody told it. Stomped on my dream. Why did I give that person so much weight in my life? You ever do that? Somebody say something, the next thing you know, we, we just, they're, they're running the whole conversation in our mind. Don't give people so much real estate in your heart. Amen? Listen to what God says and let that grow in the garden of your heart and say, well, that's who I am. And I told this many times, and this is not a bragging thing, it's, it's, it's God worked this out all together for the good. So I played even harder. And I played even harder. And I'd record little things. i say, how you like that now, big boy? Oh, yeah, that ain't you. That's all right. But guess what? Our shop teacher in seventh grade heard that tape. He goes, uh, who's that? I said, that's me, sir. He said, I just bought a guitar. I said, what'd you get? Oh, I got a Fender such and such. I said, that's good. He said, uh, can you teach me how to play it? I said, I ain't never taught nobody how to play it, but I can show you what I'm doing. So the next year, guess what? My shop grade got real good. Because I would meet him there at 7 o'clock and I would teach my teacher how to play guitar. And my project looked terrible sometimes. He said, oh, it's all right. You know, you just, it's okay. <laughs> okay. What song you want to learn? <laughs> I was working the strengths of that. And that other guy was sitting over there. But it just gets good great because he's doing Oh, no. I wanted to say, this is the flesh. I want to say, oh, but no, man, I don't play no guitar. Oh, no. Right? See? God was blessing that, but I was too young to understand. I still wanted to take credit for it, right? God's got a way of working that out, too. He does. I'll save that for another time. <laughs> but, but you know what? Just those things right there. And I think back. So those things that a lot of people use to wound us and to hurt us, when put in the proper perspective, God can use them to strengthen us. Amen. I want you to hear that today. So if there's some stuff going on and negative folks trying to kill your confidence, guess what? Don't listen to them. Why is it? I've been married a long time. I've been married so long, I've been married two times. Y'all get that in a minute. But I don't know what it is. I can tell, I can tell somebody, I said, man, that looks nice there. And, and most ladies, and I love them, right? They're, they're great. They go, yeah, but my hair is just over here just a little bit. Man, that's a nice shirt. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of reaching up on here. Just take the compliment. Just take the compliment. You know? Now, me, if you told me my toenails look good, I'm going to say, thank you very much. That's good. That's good. I'm just going to take the compliment, right? Man, hey, we got to be in a place where we'll receive. And that's what I'm talking about. Will you receive those things? You know, a lot of times people just want to be a blessing. I know the world has hardened our heart and calloused our heart to a point where he's like, oh, that's nice. What do you want? I don't want anything. How many people have had a phone call from me and left a message that said, I don't want nothing, don't need nothing, just call and tell you I love you today. Just call and tell you I'm thinking about you today. Couple, right? More than a couple. Don't need a thing, man. Don't need a thing. I got to say this, I say it many times, but we get some new faces in there. I had a buddy of mine. He would always call me when he needed something. Anybody got a friend like that? Yeah, yeah. And, and this one day, he got real honest with me. He said, man, I know I only call you when I need something. And one of these days, I'm going to call you when I don't need something. But today is not that day. <laughs> I need something. I said, well, at least you're honest. What do you need? You know? And, and that's good. And we laughed about it, but he was honest about it. I had another guy call me one time. Man, I'm, I'm not even in the notes. This must be something we need to share today. Had a guy call me one time and say, look, man, 
I'm going through a tough time. I've tried this, that, and everything else. And he says, look, man, tell me what I need to know. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Wow. His heart was in a position to receive. You need Jesus, brother. That's what's going on. See, everybody told him, all, well, you do this and this will fix this and you do this and you get more and you get that over here and you fix this and add this on the bottom line. But if you don't have the foundation of Christ, you're not building on solid ground. Amen? That's what I want you to hear today. You can have confidence in Christ. Everybody doing good? Say amen. We're going to keep on rolling through this. Is this helping anybody today? I hope it is. It's helping me. Thank the Lord. Tim, now I need some more help because this thing ain't turning. Here we go. So we're getting to surviving. Take a look at this. This is the definition. Looked it up last night. We think we know what it is, but this is really interesting. Continue to live or exist. The sentiment is this. Remain alive. Sustain oneself. Pull through. Get through. Hold on. And make it. It starts out pretty good. Continue to live and exist. I like that part. But then you start seeing it's really just existing, isn't it? I survived. I survived. Let's keep on rolling with this. Abundance versus surviving. How many people would rather live in the abundance? Look at this here. We start looking at this and it's just amazing. The state or condition of having a quantity of something, plentifulness. Again, I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about cars. I'm not talking about your 401k. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the richness of Christ being available to you so that you can share it with others. Amen. Let me tell you what. I have been in a many a hospital and a many a thing over the last 20 years. And I say this often. I have never had anybody on their deathbed getting ready to head out of here say, hey, man, can you bring my checkbook? Hey, man, I just, can you give me a picture of my trophy case? They want two things. They want to know about the Lord, and they want their family, amen? I'm going to tell you what, that's a blessing when you know that you have both. And many people don't have both. But today, I pray that they grab a hold of everything God's got for them today, starting with the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what happens is, I love this analogy, and I want you guys to picture this. You know, a lot of times when we're negative, the negative folks just feed on the past, don't they? Oh, you remember when. You remember when. You know, I'm 52 years old. They still call me little buddy in the neighborhood. <laughs> no. You know, but that's okay. See, a lot of times we'll just reel back. Oh, you remember that time? And they love, they love to bring up all the, the bad stuff, don't they? Oh, yeah. You remember that time you tried to jump over the monkey bars? <laughs> Which time? Oh, no, the time when you hit your head on the bar and you laid out there and did it flopping around like a chicken? Yeah, I did <laughs> I remember that a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, you, you remember when you had your bicycle and you did this? And you remember all the, can you remember anything good? Do you remember the home run I hit? I only hit like two in my life. Come on, let's remember those. But man, they want to bring up the past, don't they? Most people that bring up your past is not going to bring up the best of your past. Amen? Have you ever had that? Guess what happens is we end up bringing up our past more than we think about it. And most of the time, we don't bring up the best stuff. See, when you have a testimony, you got to have a test, right? And it's okay. So usually, you know, if somebody's sharing their testimony, you know what they say? It should take two minutes. Two minutes. This is where I was. This is what God's doing, and this is where I'm going. See, some people make it more about the test than what God has done. 
Oh, I did this and this and this and this and this. The credits are rolling and people and this and everything. And then, uh, yeah, God came in my life. I'd rather say, you know what? I was lost and now I'm found. Amen? That's what's going on. Because if I got two minutes to tell you something, you don't need to hear about my past. You need to hear about what God has done for you in the future that he wants for you. That's what I want people to hear, man. I'm going to, I'm going to leave this place and they're going to, in, in probably a short period of time, they ain't even going to know who I am. How about you? How many people remember the grandparents? How many people can tell me the name of their great-grandparents? Hands are thinning out. How about your great-great-grandparents? Ooh, that's more than I thought. Because usually they say after about two generations, you don't remember them no more. Isn't that something? But I tell you what they can remember. They can remember the legacy of Christ in their life. I knew this. I know that it, most people, especially on my dad's side, there was two things. They drank heavy and they got saved in preachers. How about that? I just skipped the first part. I just jumped into the preaching mode. But I knew the story. I was like, oh, I don't need none of that. They said they remember they was having a big old revival out there at my grandmother's house. They said, well, where's your son? Oh, he'll be along directly. He came in directly, flipped the car over in the front yard, drunk as a skunk, rolled out there. Hey, mom, I'm home. Woo. What do you think happened? When he got saved, everybody said, oh my goodness, it must be God. That's exactly right. So don't take all your time plowing backwards. Keep your eye on the prize because God can use you. I want you to say, say it with me. God can use me. Let me hear you. One, two, three. God can use me. How many people believe that? I'm going to tell you what. You guys are amazing, man. I love it. How many people believe that they might be able to make it out to Tuesday night Bible study? Oh, now I'll talk about Amen. Because you know what? God will use you in that. God will continue to grow you. But getting back to looking at the past, I heard this example at a, at a uh, revival a couple years ago, and I just never could shake it. I love it. It says, a buzzard feeds on what was, feeds on the past. You ever seen the countenance of a buzzard? Look at that. I can do a chicken, too. <laughs> my kids are going under the seat right now. Oh, my gosh, Dad. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes you got to be able to laugh at yourself, don't you? My kids are going, Mom, don't tell them, don't let them. But think about that. A buzzard feeds on what was, what's old, what's dead. How many people see a hummingbird? <clears throat> feeds on what is, what's vibrant, what's new, what's fresh, right? Life. And, they got, and they've got to continue to feed because their life cycle is so short. <clears throat> Moving on, they're getting with it. So for them to be surviving, they need to be feeding on what is. What are you feeding on? What are you feeding on? Are you feeding on helplessness or hopefulness? You talk to some people and you say, well, what's going on? And it's okay to be real and it's okay to be, be truthful. There's sometimes things are just tough. Amen. I say this over and over. I will never minimize what you're going through. Never minimize that. But I want to maximize what God is able to do and what God is willing to do. Amen. Over and over and over. Last week, I, I mentioned to some of you guys, I had a friend come by. I hadn't seen him in a while and got to share a little bit what God was doing. And man, next thing you know, his eyes were big and I was just foaming at the mouth. Of, and God did this. And God did this. Next thing you know, man, I was just woo up here on my faith because I had recalled and remembered just like we had in the message the other day remembering what God had brought me from and what God said he would do and what God will do in your life are you excited about what God's doing in your life 
Are you excited about what God has promised he will do in your life? Keep pressing in. And, and I think about this here. I say, are we reliving our failures? We do that sometimes. We, we continue to do it. Look, everybody fails. Everybody falls. Just try to fall in the right direction. Keep leaning into the Lord. Man, over and over. How many people beat themselves to the ground when they, when they miss it? You don't have to raise your hand. I'll raise it for you. See, remember I told you I was going to be a rock and roll star? Ha, ha, ha. And we would play band practice twice a week. Then we would do guitar practice once a week. And I would play late and everything else. And I used to have this big old guitar solo. The lights on, everything else. Man, the whole place rocking. And man, I'll never forget this. Some of you have seen this thing. They've got, you know, Eddie Van Halen's got this little bar. My dad called it a sissy bar. And you take this thing and they go, man, you just think you're just tearing it up. Well, I went and the lights hit me and everything go on. And I go, wow. And that thing went, bing. You got 300 people staring at you and you got three strings left. And those are out of tune. And I'm going, and you can always count on one of your best buddies, right, to bail you out. My buddy run over, he goes, stop playing, it's terrible. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Come back next week, I'll try the other four strings, you know, three strings. So, those, so guess what I did? It ruined the rest of my night. Didn't go out to breakfast at 3 o'clock in the morning with my buddies like we normally did. You know what I was doing? I was practicing and practicing and playing and practicing and practicing again. All my neighbors said, please don't let him mess up again, Lord, we can't sleep. But I was beating myself in the ground. I said, that is never going to happen again. Never going to happen again until it happened again. But as I started maturing, I go, well, <laughs> good thing I brought another guitar. Y'all hold on. But also, I was making it about me. How about that? Let me tell you how much it was about me when it went bad. I'm rising. I'm melting. Y'all remember that from the Wizard of Oz? Man, I was like, I just wanted my mom. And I was grown then. I was like, oh, this is not good. I thought, I wonder if I could grow a beard or something by next week. You know, they won't even know who it is. Beating myself up. Now, you know what? I'm just being, being honest about it. How about things in your life? Man, we've just blown. God gives us fresh starts. And so, you know what? I survived, but I'd rather be thriving. Not to be all about me, but to be all about Christ, amen? It takes time to get that in our spirit. It takes time for us to mature, and I'm going to be the first one to tell you, I'm still maturing. I'm still, I'm still trying to be moldable, but I'll tell you what. Don't focus on your past mistakes. Focus on the grace of God and the renewing of your mind, amen? That makes all the difference. You know, I, I say this probably every week. Man, when I'm preaching, I'm preaching like it's going to be my last time. That's it. Because we don't know. We don't know. And some of my last time preaching, I say, man, you know what? You, you, you stayed on point. Some of them, I go, where did you go? <laughs> right? And I just say, Lord, can you please fix it before it gets out there? But I'm leaning into what God's doing. And I, I want to be effective. And I want to be more than a survivor. There's nothing wrong with being a survivor. But there's so much more that we can thrive in, right? We can be a vital part of God's family as we continue to lean in to what God is doing. Everybody said amen. So let's get to the thriving part. We like that, don't we? I want to thrive. That's good. Consider the cost that Christ paid for you. See, a lot of times we don't thrive because we believe the lie of the enemy. 
we believe the lie of the person next door or somebody else. How, how many know, if you got trouble in your marriage, you probably don't want to talk to the guy that's been married three or four times, right? If you got trouble with your finance, you probably don't want to talk about to the guy that's been broke all his life. You might want to go to somebody that's come out the other side. So, saying that, I know somebody that experienced all these different things and came out the other side. Matter of fact, he rose on the third day. You got any idea who that might be? Jesus. Bring it to the Lord. See what God has to say about it. Don't keep speaking, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Man, I'm going to tell you what, one of the, I'll get nervous thinking about it. Anybody been in karate class? That word doesn't exist. Can't. Because you'll do it about five million more times if you said, I can't. Over and over. No quitting. None of that. When Thomas got his black belt, he was about nine years old, eight and a half years old like that. And they put you through the test. And they put you through the test. The first thing I said, Denise, you cannot come. Because I'm going to tell you, mama would have been out there like this. She said, get off my boy. Because see, what do you do? The first thing you do, you run five miles. And then you do all the forms and you've got to do this. And when you mess up, you do push-ups. And you get so, you, you can't even get your nose off the, the thing after a while. And then the last thing they do is sparring time. And they got a guy sitting there that's a black belt that he's in it. He's over there by the air condition just waiting for you. Now you've been doing this four hours already. And they say, okay, here we go. And you become the human pinata. <laughs> that's what I was. When, when I did my black belt, I was like. <laughs> they beat me so bad I couldn't even give up if I wanted to. I was like. <laughs> and my dad said, you pay people to do that? You scared me, boy. So anyway, he's in there. And then after that, you get two people. And then you really see what's left. Sometimes they bring in the third guy. But you can't quit. You can't quit. Oh, by the way, did I tell you it costs a lot of money to take that test too? So you got everything laying on the line. Everything laying on the line. I know that's a small little situation. But I'm going to tell you what, whatever I deal with, I really like to take the test one time. How about you? I don't want to retake the test. I'll tell you this. I was 35 years old when I got my black belt, and you can tell that's a long time ago. I got this little slip on one now. That's all I need. But right after that, Jesse was born. And I was there for the whole labor thing and everything else. You know what I did? When Denise got home, I took my black belt and said, it's yours, baby. You are tough. So ladies, y'all will get it right there. I'm going to tell you what. I thought I was tough. I remember Denise, we were going through that, and they said, honey, it's too late to give you any pain medicine. She goes, I want to go home. We can't fix this at home. You know, it was a long, it was a long, long day there. But you know what? The blessing on the other end. A lot of times there's some long days in your life, but there's a blessing on the other end. Keep pushing in. Keep trusting God. And when you think there's nothing left and you don't think there's anything that you're worth anything, remember the cost that Christ paid for you. If you ever feel like somebody just, oh, man, they're right. I'm no good. I'm this and that. Well, think, don't listen to that. Listen to what God says. He says you're worth it. You know, the, the, the real value in something is what somebody would pay for it. Anybody go to a yard sale or a estate sale or any type of sale? It doesn't matter what somebody puts on that. It matters, really, what somebody thinks it's worth. I can say, oh, my truck's worth a million dollars. They say, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. That's all it's worth, right? 
Let's apply that to our life. God said, you were worth everything. Jesus said, you're worth so much, I'm going to come and lay my life down, pour out my blood for the sin of all men, and when you receive me, you'll have eternal life. And not only that, i tell you what, I'm not going to stay in the grave, I'm going to rise on the third day, and I'm going to sit on the right-hand side of God, interceding for you. Anybody ever need a lawyer before? Right? It's nice to have somebody that knows the ropes, that's going to be on your side, right, to, 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 you know, be your advocate in this case. Who's better than Jesus? Nobody. So when you miss it and the devil says, see, you're supposed to be a Christian. Look what you did. Oh, you're supposed to be a preacher. Look what you said. All these things. Remember that God says this. I separate your sin as far as the east is to the west. I bury him in the sea of forgetfulness. You are more than overcomers. You're conquerors in Christ. And what I say every week, Romans 8.1. Anybody can tell me that? I think I forgot it already. 8.1. He says, you know what? Therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. No more condemning. Isn't that something? Oh, man, I'm glad you told me that so I can live any way I want. I can just, I can just woo, raise it up now. You missed the point. You have been rescued out of your sinful nature, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, set into the family so that you can be a vessel for the Lord. Amen? That's what I want to hear. You know, we've watched all these messages. I didn't realize how they were going to, but they're, they're building on each other. God has a way of doing those things. You know what? How many people want to hear well done and good and faithful servant? Are we adjusting our lives to the word of God, to the voice of God, so that we finish big? Amen? Don't worry about being perfect. God's perfect. Just keep pushing into what he's showing you today. Keep on showing. Keep on going. Check your investments. I'm not talking about your 401k. I'm not talking about uh, your savings account, all those things. I think we should have a plan. I think that God wants us to be good stewards. But let me ask you a couple of things. You don't have to raise your hand and answer. This is a self-checkup. I'm, I'm talking to me too. How much time did you spend with the, the Lord this week? How much time, how many devotions did you read? How many times, did, how much time did you spend serving others? How did you use your talents and gift this week to, to grow the kingdom of God? Let me stop right there. I am not talking about working your way to heaven. Please understand that. I always want to make sure. It is by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. It's a gift of God. It is our Heavenly Father's plan. He took care of all of that on the cross. Death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we believe that and receive that, we are saved and secured. But God wants us to live for him. Everybody with me on that? So, how are we going to live for him if we keep the manual closed, the Bible closed? We don't want to come to church. Hell, I'll catch it online and I'll do it. It's great that we can do that. And I know sometimes we can't make it not coming down on anybody. Thank you, Lord, that we have the ability now to reach people around the world from, from right here in Bacosan. Amen. That's awesome. But what are you doing with the message? What are you going to do with today's message? Is your Monday going to look like last Monday's? Or are you going to apply these things in your life so that you're thriving? Amen? That you realize that your investment, are you investing in the things of the kingdom? Are you investing in things of, of the world? Are you watching what you say? Are you speaking God's word? You know, the commitment, oh man, I'm going to get a Bible study, man, I'm going to get, well, you know what, it's Tuesday. Hey man, I'm going to lose that weight, I'm going to do this, oh, okay, it's today. 
Whatever you're going to set out to do, purpose it in your heart. And I want to strongly suggest it starts with the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our strength. That's, that's our foundation, amen? Do you realize you overcame in Christ? Think about that. He said, man, buddy, you don't know what I've been through. You're right, I don't. And I'm not making small talk of it or not. But I want to tell you, after studying the lives of folks in the Bible and studying folks that I know and looking in the mirror and different things like that, most folks that have been through hard times that choose to stand firm on the Word of God, they come out the other side. They come out the other side. They keep on going. They don't roll over. They don't quit. Look at the life of Paul. Shipwrecked. Beaten. Left for dead. Everything else. You know, most things would be like, I'm tapping out. I'm done. How many of y'all said this? I don't want to play no more. Take me out, coach. I had enough. But he had purposed in his heart because you know what? He came face to face with Christ. Now, you might not have a Damascus Road experience like Paul, but you may. Yours might look different. Many of you, I told you before, I, I share this every blue moon. I think we got a time that. Several years ago, probably Justin was in kindergarten. He's getting ready to graduate. It is fresh on my mind. They did not know what was wrong with me. They probably still don't know what's wrong with me. But God knew what was right with me. I was having dizzy spells. They thought I was having seizures. They didn't understand what was going on. I had this thing wired up to my head and everything else. I didn't know if I was going to make it. I was afraid to drive the car because what happens if I have a seizure with my kids in there? The type of work I do, I can't be doing that. If they find out I'm having trouble, they're going to lose my job, man. What's going on? Woo! You see what happened? I started focusing on all that. What in the world's going on, man? See, everybody's got something. And I kept reading the Word of God. And I kept going back in and I keep looking at this and everything. And I had to stay off the internet. Because let me tell you, I had everything that they ever told me I didn't want by looking at that stuff. Your mind is a powerful thing. Oh, man. I tell you what. They say, you might get a pain in your left ear if you have this. And your little finger might start doing this next thing. You know, oh, my gosh, my little finger. I never even knew that before. It's kind of funny now. It's not funny when you're going through it. And I would read more of the word. And I would feed on the word. And that's where I started listening. Y'all, many of y'all know this. Most of the time I go to bed at night, I have a headset on. I'm listening to preaching. I'm listening to God's word. I'm listening to healing scriptures. I'm listening to all this. Went to a football game. And they were playing a football game. And I wanted to be there with my kids. And I go, I'm going to die right here. I'm going to die right here. I told Denise, I said, I got to go home. She said, what's up? I said, man, I am not going to flip out and have this dizzy spell and all this here. Now it's just, ooh, ooh. I get home and I lay down on the floor with my little dog. And I scream out, Lord, you've got to fix this because I don't know what's going on. Lord, I can't do this anymore. I don't know. I'm spent out. I'm scared. I know that you've got a better plan for my life than this. Lord, I'm speaking your words. You've got to heal this situation. And I'd like to tell you that I jumped up and felt good and everything else. I didn't. I got up, and the next day was a little better. And the next day was a little better. And the next day was a little better. That's been almost 17 years. Well, let's see, five, so 12 years ago. No more problem. But it taught me how to battle against the things that the enemy was trying to come against me. It taught me to grab the tool, the sword of God's word, and speak that over my life. It taught me to say, you know what? I ain't quitting. I am not quitting. You spent way too much for me to come just surviving. I, I made up my mind that I didn't want to just survive. I wanted to be an overcomer. 
And you know how we overcome? We overcome in Christ. Anybody encouraged today in the word of the Lord? I hope so. Take a look at this. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Not only did he love us, he loves, with an S, ongoing, loves us. When everything else is stripped away, when things don't seem to be going good, I want you to remember this, God still loves us. Yeah, but buddy, I really blew it. Yep, so did a lot of people. What about Peter? The best way to, to learn some time is look at people's lives through the Bible and then apply, apply it to your life. Did Peter ever mess up? Oh, yeah, man. They come to get Jesus, and he says, look, it's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. He goes and cuts a man's ear off. I think you're missing it. He's put his ear back on. We're not going to do that. Turns around, says, man, I tell you what, Lord, they come to get you. I'll die with you. Yeah. And then guess what? I'll never deny you. Woo! What happened? Not just once, not just twice, three times. Can you imagine the anguish in his heart? I know he didn't set out to do that. No, he loved the Lord. He was scared. Sometimes we do stuff because we're scared. Sometimes we don't respond. But if we start building in now, so when those things come up, Lord, help us to respond right. But what did Jesus do when he rose from the dead and, and, and found Peter again? He restored him. We have a God of restoration. Look, I don't know what you've done, what you might do, might, whatever, okay? But God restored that man. He'll do the same in your life. Ask him. Ask him. Turn back to him. So don't ever think you're too far gone because you're overcomers in Christ. Think about that. And he went on, Peter preaching, man, 3,000 people get saved. I guarantee you there's somebody in the crowd, wasn't that the guy that sold him out last, you know, a couple days ago? Last month or whatever. The naysayers? Or would you look at it as, man, that guy's been with Jesus. Wow, I want some of that. What's going on? That's what I hope. I was like, man, that's what I, I want to see. I want to be excited about what God's doing. How about you? But you know what? It always comes down to this. We have choices, don't we? You have choices. Your situation might not be of something that you could fix with a snap of a hand or your fingers. But God can work in that right here, right now. I want you to hear that. Here's a question. Will you take God at his word? Will you strive to, to, to thrive? Will you make an effort this week to weed out the negative things, weigh your words, make a plan of attack to grow your faith? Would anybody just jump in the car and head to California? Some might, I don't know. Without your GPS, without your little tom-tom, -tom, without your cell phone, just going to go. Just going to go. Somebody probably check the car over, right? Make sure it's going to do all right. Probably get a map or something like that. Probably, probably make sure the GPS is working. See what's going on. Make sure you got a couple dollars in your pocket, right? That'd be a good plan. You said, of course we do that. Then why do we get up many mornings and head out to the landfills of life and never consult the one who knows at all? Why? I mean, it sounds real simple. You say, I wouldn't do that. We do it all the time. You know, are we praying when we get up in the morning? Lord, I need your wisdom today. Lord, help me to be a blessing today. Lord, show me what I need to know today. Or do we go, oh, it's Monday. 
You know what, Monday, we got to do all this stuff today. You know what, we got this coming in. Oh, my goodness, we got to do this. But guess what? And then you meet somebody right there at work and they go, yeah, it's Monday. And both of y'all are going, playing the blues. Oh, man. And this one starts whining. Then you hear somebody chime in from the back. Yeah, me too. Oh, me too. And then when I come into work, right, I go, hey, what's up? They go, what's, what's so good about it? Yeah. I'm eating my bacon and cheese, you know. You eat that bacon and cheese. Lost 34 pounds. You want some? No? I ain't eating that. That's a nice honey bun you got there, buddy. How good. I had to make some changes in my life. I had to make some changes in my walk. Amen? We've got to continue to make changes sometimes. But if they're not zeroed in on the Word of God, you're just going to get what's, what's best for, for, for a season. If we hold on and look up, we have all we need in Christ. Amen. Now, right before I was closing this message out last night, I love this so much, man. I had to write it down late last night. I don't know if any of y'all saw it on the Facebook. But I'm going to share this with, with you. You know, we started talking out about this. Life. And this is what the Lord showed me. L-I-F-E. Live in full expectation of what God will do in you and through you. Man, that's the life I want to live. Am I thinking, man, Lord, what are you going to do today? Or am I going to go, oh, man. I talked to a friend of mine yesterday. I stopped by and checked on him. Loved this guy. I've known him all my life. He said, boy, I remember when your mama brought you home from the hospital. So he's, he's remembered me for 52 years. He is one of the hardest working guys I know. A lot of respect for the guy. And so I went by his place of business, and I stopped by his house. He's going, he said, man, working hard, everything else, working this. And he says, man, it's been good. He said, but I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall. And I said, so let, let me ask you a question. You're worrying about all the things that were somewhat easy to worry about because they weren't doing good. And now it's good. You won't enjoy the good thing because you're worried about tomorrow. See, you've wasted away all today worried about tomorrow. I said, why don't you just rest in the Lord today? Well, but, 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 but. I said, oh, did God get you through that month? Well, yeah. Did God help you with this? Yeah. You know where it went from? He said, would you pray for me because I got to work on that car and I'm not sure what the deal is. I said, let's pray about it. Lord, I ask you to give my buddy the wisdom to figure out what this is, to be a blessing to somebody else in Jesus' name. You know what happened? He went from carrying his tools like this. He said, look, you got to move your car. I got to get this truck in here. Got to get this van in here, boy. I got to work. I said, go get him, boy. Just a little bit of encouragement. I could have said, yeah, boy, I'll tell you what, you ain't never going to fix that. Ooh, man, I can't believe that. But you know what? Get that in your spirit. Live in full expectation of what God will do in you and through you. Maybe you're going to be encouraging somebody. Miss George, I got to share your story. Got to share your story. You're going to have to love me through it. I, I had a chance to hang out with Miss George the other day and, and I love looking at all the carvings and everything. And I said, Miss Georgia, how long have you been painting? She said, I didn't start until I was 62. I said, goodness gracious, I still have hope. I got 10 more years before I can start messing up art stuff. Isn't that something? But she had her eyes on the prize. I can't even do a stick, man. Isn't that something? The reason I wanted to bring that is because that's encouraging. And she uses that gift to be a blessing to other people. What gift has God given you? You say, I don't got no gift. I don't have this. I don't have this. Well, search your heart. Ask the Lord. And, and maybe ask somebody to give you some godly counsel on Maybe they already see it and you don't. Right? 
It's so funny. I look back over the years of guys I work with. They said, man, I tell you what, do you ever stop talking? Now I ain't got no reason to. I got something good to say, right? I'm talking about Jesus. So that's good. But many years this thing was going. And it was just, I know they were like, oh my goodness. But guess what? Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a page to write every day that God has blessed them with. What are you writing in your story, in your life story? I know there's going to be some chapters that we wish we could skim over. But think about this. Those chapters that you went through in the past that were tough, then it make you stronger to write a new chapter today? How would you ever know that? How, how, how would I ever know to, to minister to somebody if I hadn't went through a few things? And I haven't been through everything you guys have. But I know the one that we need to go to to get what we need, to, to nurture ourselves on. And his name is Jesus. So let's take a look at this here. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Let us pray. Father God, I pray today that you take these words and make them so much more than what I could ever do. And Father, I pray that if there's one listening here today, that they call on the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of their sin. Lord, restore us, strengthen us, Lord. Let us understand that, you know what, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But today, right here, right now, things can change when we come by faith, turn from our sin and turn to the Lord Jesus. And put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about investing today. I pray that we invest all we are into the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because God gave his very best to rescue you, to redeem you, to bring healing to you, to re restore and redeem. I can't say those words enough. I love to hear that. And set you in the family of God. If that's you today, don't leave here without saying, you know what, what I, must I do to be saved? The Bible said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Right here where you are, whether you're listening now or listening later, it, it's the same deal. It doesn't change. And if this is your heart's cry, if this is your prayer, pray it with me from your seat. Pray it with me online and say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, I believe you're the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Forgive me, Lord, today. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And the Bible says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And we rejoice knowing that God is good, that God is for us, and he is in the redeeming and rescue business. And there is one way to heaven, and it's through the personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you hear that today. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet if you would. We're going to send you out with a song. This is called Feet of the Father. I hope you guys enjoy this. We're going to praise the Lord on the way out. One, two, here we go. Y'all ready? Here I am walking at 
desperation Knowing you're all I need is such a realization There's an underlying confidence that beats within my heart Reflecting upon your faithfulness that I've tasted from the start At the feet of the Father At the side of the song Through the power of the field We can all come as one With forgiveness and grace As we turn to seek His face There is a healing and hope for us all I hope you guys enjoyed the message today. Please share the message on because you know what? God is a difference maker and he's going to start with you today. Have a great time. Check out our website at keepingpromise.org. Amen.